Hey, what's hey. up? Welcome back. Yeah, so we're back again with a, another episode of Those Anime Girls. Mm-hmm. And um, as always, starting with the anime mm-hmm. news of the week that, you know, we both uh, found interesting or whatever. So go yeah. ahead. All right, so this week... My anime news is, I'm pretty sure everyone's aware, October's a big month for anime and everything, but Spy Family, the second half, is going to premiere on October 1st at 10 a.m. Eastern time, and they just released a new trailer I saw on Crunchyroll. They had the opening theme for the second half will be Souvenir by Bump of Chicken. So it looks to be pretty interesting. I'm excited about the second half of it. The one thing I thought was really cute is because we're going into winter, you know, fall starts September 22nd, whatever, all that fun stuff. But the way the trailer set up, if you look at Anya, she has on her like winter coat, kind of like her winter uniform. And mm-hmm. I think it's cute because that aligns with like what season we're really going into because it's going to be colder. So I, I like that. Right. It's little things like that that kind of get me, but that's my anime news of the week. Yeah, that's cool. You know, uh, you know, I, Read and watch, so I definitely am mm-hmm. looking forward to the second part. Oh yeah, so that'll be exciting. yeah, yeah. So um, for me, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this anime called Summertime Rendering, but it definitely seems for a lot of people it's like their favorite one of the summer season. I'm actually just waiting to, I think I'm gonna wait to watch it all together later. But um, because it's almost over, I think there are only a couple episodes left. But I thought this was interesting, especially for like an anime's first season i saw that they're making a game so oh. that's what i decided just because like summertime rendering it, sorry i'm looking it up as you say it no that's fine but especially with the show it how would i describe it with the setup it's kind of i think that would be interesting to see how they would how they put that into like how they can translate that maybe in like a game form that will be interesting it looks i'm already kind of interested it looks like She's a swimmer, and you know I was a swimmer, so that spoke to my soul. Well, maybe you can, if you want to, you can look at like the info because it is kind of like a, it's like a darker one. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, I see a swimsuit. Okay, I do. I see swimsuit. I see water, but then now I look at the cover more. I see a girl standing there with a knife, uh, right in the front. Mm -hmm. I see a girl with a, uh, what is that that she has? Uh, A large hammer. Doesn't look as sweet. Oh, and I see a girl holding someone hostage with a gun. Yeah, totally my you know, style. Something like, something like you know, just to get the, just to give you a little taste. Yeah, so that's what I decided. Uh, okay. For my uh, anime news, mm-hmm. like we talked about last week, you know, with that being the end of that segment, um, jumping in. We're gonna finish the the Crunchyroll Awards, like what we would choose for the last uh, awards that took place. Our choices for. The nominees and winners, yeah. whether we agree or we would choose something else. So for best protagonist, they have Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1, Yuji Itadori from Jujutsu Kaisen, Core 2, Joe from Megalobox 2, Nomad, Adakawa from Odd Taxi, Boji from Ranking of Kings, and I Oto from Wonder Egg Priority. And then the winner was... Odakawa from Odd Taxi. Mm. So uh, I don't really think that I technically can disagree because I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I could just say that out of what I have seen fully would really only be, and again, like we were talking about, if once we see the other ones, 
they were interested in, then maybe it would be different. But really, for me, it would be between Yuji and Aaron mm-hmm. just because what I've seen in full. So I probably would choose Aaron. Aaron, okay. The funny thing is, I I agree. I'm in the same boat as you. I've only seen three of the of the nominees, and mm-hmm. of the three, I've only seen fully two of them. So I couldn't disagree. But I was going to choose Aaron too, from his character development, from just from the beginning to how it happened in the end. It took a 360 for me. I was like, oh. you mean like a 180? What did I say? 360? Uh-huh. Did I not just go around the world? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but I uh, know, full 180. But no, he really did. And I was, I, yeah, I agree with that. Yuji, I do love you. But the character development, I feel like I need to see more. See, not that it wasn't development throughout the season, but it wasn't enough mm-hmm. for me to say that he truly changed or enough to win the category. Let's put it that way, compared to what's what we have as our nominees. So. But I think it's also like what you said too, you know, where it's, sometimes it can be hard when you're like comparing something that's four or five seasons down the line versus mm-hmm. like a first season. Mm-hmm. But still, exactly. like you said, I agree. And he's still a great yeah. main character. It just is like, like you said, that's who I would choose. Same. I'm right there with you with it. <laughs> right there with you. Okay. Well, it's your turn. All right. So that was the best protagonist. Now we're going to go to the best antagonist. And the nominees for this category are Teta Kisaki from Tokyo Revengers. You have Ainosuke Shinoda, also known as Adam, from Skate the Infinity. Achidna from ReZero, Starting Life in Another World Season 2. Yano from Odd Taxi. Tamara Shigaraki from My Hero Academia Season 5. And you Mm -hmm. have Aaron Yeager. Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. And who I, well, to say the very least, I have not finished My Hero Academia. However, I do know who he is. And he irks you. Well, I mean, you've seen enough, but you do need to get cut. See, that's the thing. We I'm going to have to start I, training you year round. <laughs> I have a bad habit of starting the anime. And then when something new comes out, I just jump right to the next one. And then I'll finally, I'll eventually go back. But it's. It's a, the word eventually is the key. Clearly. So, Ooh. anywho, <laughs> I can't. So, I'm taking out Odd Taxi. I did see Skate to Infinity, but I don't think he won that one. I haven't seen, I don't know who Etchina Ed, Ed, is. Yeah, I haven't Ooh. seen ReZero. Yeah, I haven't. I do want to, I do want to see it. That's the one that has like the twin girls that have like mm-hmm. everyone's cosplaying with the blue and pink hair. So, I wanted to see that because of them, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. But, ooh, can you have a antagonist that's also a protagonist? They can't be the same. I mean, technically you can. I think, you know, like, you know what they did for, like, Aaron, but that's not who I'm going to choose. I still, like, and he definitely is a good, a great one. And I mean, I'm not, like, with my choice, it's not changing that at all. Yeah. And also, you know, with, like, you know, for the people who seen it, this isn't really big spoilers or anything. You know, the most recent season where... Because, you know, this was final, the final season part one, but the final season part two's already come out. But I feel kind of like, you know, even though we don't know exactly how long, you know, he's been setting things up, I still chose another character just because, you know, literally from the start, they were vile. And then just like how, I think like, and how long 
and just how much of a role they play. You know, they kind of have a, mm, it's a little different. Because I really say, like, for the person I'm going to choose, from the beginning, it was like, oh, this person just wants to ruin everything. Mm, and we think okay. that. And he causes, like, a lot of, like, issues and deaths and all that other stuff. So, yeah. Uh, what I was going to say was I didn't see Aaron as a big antagonist. I mean, I know he mm-hmm. had a little dark moment, but I didn't see him as, quote, unquote, a villain. Because mm-hmm. the majority of me knowing him, he was a protagonist. Like, that's, I don't know. So, I was like, I, the, the surpri- it's surprising to me that he won the best antagonist category because I put him as a protagonist. Mm-hmm. And then he won the best antagonist. But I was like, is this how we see him? So can he be both? Because people obviously see him to be super bad. And maybe because of the one action, not the one actions, but the many actions that led up to the big action of him, quote unquote, turning and everything like that. But I don't know. That throws me off a little bit to see how big of a gap. You went from being evil, from good to evil is how it was. You're either good or bad in the sense of these categories. But, but then I also think, like you said, you know, where it's, yeah, and like you said, I think especially with Attack on Titan, it's not a black or white thing where, mm-hmm. for example, the person I'm choosing, although there's something that plays a role, it's a very minuscule thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. something that literally was doesn't even come close to justifying what they did. And that's not saying that you can justify, like, you know, mass genocide, especially for people, you know, who didn't, you know, do anything. But it's still, like, there's... Things that took place that led to who Aaron had to become and all that stuff versus Mm -hmm. this person where it was something very small that doesn't really come close to for you to go as far as they went is literally like, okay, we need to get you checked in somebody somewhere like, like there has to literally be something wrong for like this to happen and it take you there where you're at now. To the point to where you are. Yeah. Based off of mine, there are only two people I know, which is the Tomura Shigaraki and then Teta Kisaki. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I don't care for Teta. He's very manipulative in a very sneaky way, which I'm not with. Mm. But then the guy, Shigaraki, from what I do know, he was just, well, one, he's ugly. And two, <laughs> and his outside appearance fits his, what do you call that? How he is on the inside. Like, I never liked him, but I... I don't know. It's between those two. I really... Uh, Teta... Uh, sorry, this is hard. Oh, okay. I'm trying to... When he came on, I didn't know he was that vile. Like, oh, like, I hate this person. Kind of like that. Well, I guess since you're deciding, I'll just go ahead and say who I said. Might as well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did, you wanna, did you make a decision? I did. I did. I'll just go with... I, I'm going to go with Kisaki. Also- yeah, and... No, and I, I would say that's who I chose. And I wasn't trying to sway her at, at all. But just for me, where it's just like, and I know you haven't seen, you haven't finished season, uh, what is it, five? Yeah, five season five of, of My Hero. So I think that it'll, it might kind of like change once you do see it, mm-hmm. finish it. For all the stuff that Shigaraki's doing, I will say, without spoiling for you, that especially how I described like how I felt like for Kisaki, there wasn't a reason for... Shigaraki, it definitely is kind of the case where, you know, for example, I'm trying to think of someone else who could have, like, turned like that. I think, like, you know, there's characters where, like, you know, they have someone, like a like a good mentor who kind of helps lift them up and, like, they can work through their trauma that way. 
But there's also mm-hmm. characters who see someone who's traumatized and capitalize on that and manipulate them further to turn them into like a air quote monster or not, you know? So I think that without spoiling all that happens, that's definitely more of what happened to Shigaraki where he was, he was traumatized and then found out that, and then some other events happened as well and was really in a very low place. And again, also he was a child. And so like, for example, if, if someone else would have, you know, taken him under his wing versus mm-hmm. all for one, then he could have been a completely different person. But because mm-hmm. it was all for one, that's like what made him twisted. Yeah. Where okay. for like Kisaki, again, because, you know, a lot of people haven't read and the anime isn't close to it. It's like close to when we find out what lies, what is underlying a lot of his motivations for what? Like, it was such a minuscule thing. It was really, like, childish. But that's why I said that he needs to be in someone's uh, center or something. <laughs> because it was like, you know, maybe you being mad or you might, like, deciding, I hate this person for the rest of my life. Which still kind of would have been a stretch for what happened. It's That would have made more sense. But yeah. for him to be like, I'm going to destroy everything around me and turn everything, ruin countless lives... So that I can be in control. It never, it didn't fit what he did, what happened. Like, it was such a small thing. It really was like, see, that's why therapy is important. Because I'm just saying, if that's, if I see that you have a twisted reaction to something, it's like, you need to talk to somebody because that, it's not even close to fitting what he experienced. Where again, it's not like, hey, you know, Shigaraki and uh, the League of Villains kill all these people, you know, when it's, especially when it's like people who didn't do nothing. That's okay. I'm saying that. I think, you know, what, uh, something that's really strong about what My Hero does is kind of showing when you push people to the margins, margins who haven't been accepted, it don't give them a place and then like label them without even trying to intervene in a positive way or like a healing way, then that's what can happen. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it, but everything you're saying lines up to the point. Like I, for what I do, what I have mm-hmm. seen, I didn't like him. He was very, what's a very good word? I didn't know about all his past that happened to him, but he was very, you know how you can kind of see some villains that you may be like, I could have seen how you could possibly have a change of heart with maybe anything that you've done wrong, Mm -hmm. but he kind of gave me the vibes of evil, evil, no, no, bad, kind of like that. Like, no, Mm -hmm. no change would have, whatever affected him in the past, like how he is now, nothing you say or do would have change the actions that he had proceeded with because he sees it as being justified right and like you said it's like because he's got he's twisted to that point and you know when you think about manipulation and brainwashing and gaslighting and all that all for ones had his hold on him since he was at least for probably 10 years at this point so you know that's not Mm -hmm. something that one good hero or one kind person or someone like Midoriya just by a conversation can undo yeah Again, that's not excusing it, but I I can actually, you know, similar to like some of like Aaron's motivations, I understand it and I can see how you could be pushed to that. Mm-hmm. But um, with Kisaki, no, he's going straight down. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you get, you're not going to see a gate, a pearly gate or a pearl or the sky because it's just, it's like. And then just for people, you know, uh, I guess slight spoilers for the show. But for example, like you said, like I said, 
he's completely in yes Kazutora already had his own issues but when you I think it's easy to it's easy to manipulate someone who already is um vulnerable yes that's not the word I was going to yeah. use I couldn't think of the word but that is a good word he already was shaky regarding like I think not only his mental health but just like his his mindset like there was like there already was something like wrong so then it was easy for him to manipulate that let me manipulate him and make him think that the only person after what he did it makes complete sense that people don't want anything to do with him like there's no excuse for that but also what I'm saying is the one person who was trying to be there for both sides really like brainwash you manipulate gaslight all those honestly all those things and more to get you to take them out when they haven't done anything but be there for you mm-hmm. like i think that shows like true like when we talk about antagonists that are like Not vile yet. it's just like you said mm-hmm. and then i think even thinking about for example and like what we found out in the first season two where remember the whole thing because i know that because you know what's happening you still haven't seen the last couple it's funny because you said you were but you know we use the same crunchy roll i was like she still ain't seen it uh <laughs> <laughs> caught red-handed well you know how they made it seem like that other gang so you know pachin like the executive who's like friend was beat up to the point of like you know he had to go to the hospital and yeah. then they trigger warning sexually assaulted his girlfriend yeah yeah so, you know, they yeah. made it seem like the power he has over people went so, like, far that he made that other, you know, the other gang that they were fighting because of that because they thought it was their fault. Yeah. they He made them, uh that he created that beef when, you know, we find out maybe a little bit before the whole, like, storyline with Baji and Valhalla comes up because it was one of the times when Takamichi and Hina's brother, I can't think of his name right now, but the policeman, um, oh, yeah, the jumped. Next, yeah, the right. Jumped. They find that guy and they find out that they had nothing. Kasaki made them take the credit when Kasaki himself set that up. So I think, you know, just to cause strife in Mikey's gang, you be someone within the inch of their life and possibly hurt their family and have, and this is to me that I'll never understand. Like for people, you know, it kind of makes me think of what's fudge. What was it called in psychology? So I'm pretty sure it was called the Stanford prison experiment. And basically, well, one, it was super unethical. A lot of, I guess if you really get down to like the the meat of it, it was like a study meant to show that if someone, someone will, people will do things that they wouldn't normally do if they feel like the way that they respond to like authority. So it wasn't like these are people like actual prisoners. These are regular people who like they were in this kind of room, like low. I don't know if it was like a basement kind of place where Mm -hmm. certain prisoners were seen at certain, a group of the men were prisoners and a group of the men were the, not wardens, but probation officers or whatever. And it kind of showed that when authorities evolve, people will do things that they would never do just based off of, oh, I have to listen to authority alone. And a whole bunch of things went on that super unethical could never be done again, all that stuff. But that's what this kind of makes me think about because it was just for you. Cause, and I think that's the other thing about Kasaki that's really twisted. A lot of these things, and I won't uh, spoil or anything, but there is one time when he gets his hands dirty and it's sick what he does. But anyway, but for a lot of it, he gets people to do it. That's why so I said he's like, very manipulative in that aspect, like very undermined kind of he's the person like as you literally everything you just said he's not gonna do it but he'll have everyone do it for him which i feel like is a little bit scarier than someone that i actually do it themselves it is because like you said it's manipulative the only reason i wouldn't say like 
Well, I guess, you know what? I guess I could agree with undermine it because it's like people never, until it starts, it's obviously, you know, no spoilers, but it's like, it's clear that it's not going to be, people are going to find out soon. Yeah. People still, like whoever is involved, they're like, oh, it was them. Like they never even consider him outside of obviously Takamichi because he knows. But yeah, I definitely agree with that. Looks like you said, I think it's scarier and more insidious because it's not even just like, oh, we know these people are our enemies. It's I make I'm playing all the cards. I'm making everybody do these things. Yeah. And it and I also kind of have like threatened him in the way where you know he has control over so many people that it can never come back to me. It's like that statement, uh, keep your well, f- this is not the truest statement, but it's the only thing I can think of right now that helps. But keep your friends closer, keep your enemies closer. And I feel like for him, mm-hmm. he's keeping his friends, quote unquote, because they're not really his friends because he's faking everything. He's keeping them right. close and his enemies, which are his quote unquote friends, closer. Like he's like pretending to be their friend, infiltrating all that stuff. But then he's like right in enemy territory in his sense. So it's that's what's really. Ooh, that's so creepy. That's so that's so undermined, though. I mean, it's for him to be that smart to do it as an evil person. Kudos for you, but as a normal human being, thinking person, like the most majority of us out here, that shit is shady as fuck. Yeah, no, I can't get with that. But it's it's the fact that he, you know, in those scenes when you finally come back to it, and they're like, "You were with us the whole time. You watched everything happen, and you were the reason why X, Y, Z." transpired just like any anime movie or any scene like that that's exactly what's going on and those scenes get me yeah i agree but yeah okay so we both have the same one for that so i think it's my turn let me see the next Um, category oh best scene so they have aaron yeager versus the warhammer titan attack on titan final season part one naruto uzumaki versus ishiki otsuki boruto naruto next generations Yuji Itadori in Toto versus Hanami. Um, <laughs> Yuji Itadori in Nobara versus Esso in Kichizu. Elma versus Toru, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. And Vivi versus Yugo Kakatani, Vivi's Fluorite Eye Song. So the winner is Yuji Itadori in Aoi Toto versus Hanami. Best of friendo. Period. <laughs> so, yeah. I would say I agree, but I would choose something different. But just because, I don't know. I think it was like, I think they're, I see them equal, but I have more of a preference for different aspects. Their fight was amazing. You know, I really like Toto's power and just like how it, it looks really cool animated as well, like with the clap. If he wouldn't have been saved, well, actually, no, it wasn't even them who fully got Hanami out. It was the goat himself, Gojo. But he was saved at the last second. But I yeah, still think that was yeah. a great... They have a lot of good fights on here. I'll say I probably haven't seen the Naruto one. I haven't seen the Miss Kobayashi's. And I might have seen clips of Vivi's, but I haven't seen that. So, but so for the Ooh. ones... And the Aaron one was also really good. It was kind of like something, especially for that show that we, had, we hadn't like seen before. But... The one that I don't know, I just really like loved and like would go back and watch was Isidori and Nobara versus. Yeah! Oh, is that the one you chose? Girl, yes! There was no question about this one. I was in it. I saw the names. I was like, oh, hands down. That was it. Like I said, I still love the one with Toji um, or Toto. This it's one just hit like. Different. Right. And I also kind of like how Ooh. 
you know, e- even though this fight isn't in it, but like just with that last part of the first season of JJK, where we kind of seem like see like all three of like you know the main characters or like you know the trio kind of go powering up in a way where it's almost it's not like they really were twisted where like they lost their mind but you know when a character kind of gets they look creepy but they don't but it's just kind of no i'm going all out and so they kind of make expressions that you've never seen so like for example with megami's fight and how like you know we've never seen him make that type of expression Mm -hmm. um and i also really liked the way that Yuji and Itadori. Nope, that's his first and last name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he and Novara teamed up as well as just seeing, I don't know, that kind of like crazed look. It was, and then seeing like the roses. Oh, that's my girl. It's just so, it was so cool. I also kind of like, you know, the other, how the cursed spirits were like, oh no, we know this. Like, we got this. And it was just yeah, kind of, yeah. but you weren't ready for us though. It was just so, like you said, um, yeah. I, I have anything I, else to say? Yes. No, I agree with you. 10,000, 1,000, 100,000 percent. That was probably one of my favorite fight scenes in all of Jujutsu Kaisen. Remember when I ordered the stickers off of okay. Etsy and I made sure to put in the notes, make sure you give me Nobra with the roses. That was all I cared about. <laughs> so that should tell you enough about how much I love this scene. But baby, mm-hmm. it all started when Itadori... Like he saved Nobra, picked her up and stuff, and they were running away. And you saw that glimmer of light go through her eyes as she's yes. like watching the enemy chase after him. That's when it started, baby. And it just went from there. I feel like, for me, honestly, Itadori, you are amazing in it. But I feel like this was Nobra's fight, and Itadori was her supporting mm-hmm. character. Like everything she did, like they were both great. But I felt like it was her fight and her moments to shine. And I was totally here for it. She did, was it, was it Resonance? Re- Renaissance? Yeah. She did say Resonance. I don't remember Maybe. if there was any other part. That was her. That was all her. When she took those nails and the guy yes. put the rose, cursed them with the roses and it was all over them. And she nailed in her arm and it affected him. He was like, you crazy bitch. And she was like, try me if you want to. It was the try me if you want to part for me. I was here for it. That last scene when he was like, oh, I'm getting away. I'm on a truck. I stole from humans. La, la, la. And he was like, well, what is that woman doing? Kind of just watching her from afar. And she had Mm -hmm. his arm and she finished her last, I don't know what you call it, but whatever she did, when she slammed the nail into his arm and it took him out all the way from afar, I said, no, bro, this is you. You got me. I'm hooked. Let's go. I'm here. No, that's real. I agree. So, yeah. The other fight, Yuji and his best friend and all that stuff, it was good. I was here for it. But it didn't hit the same as Nobra. There was no way that you can... Nah, man. It hit different. It was just too much on the edge of your seat to where it's like, you're eating and you forget you're eating. You just leave your plate alone kind of thing. That's what it was like. No, I agree. So For sure. <laughs> but I guess next we have Best Romance. And your nominees are The Duke of Death and His Maid by Studio JC Staff. Comey Can't Communicate by OM, Studio OLM. Hormia by Studio Cloverworks. Don't Tour With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Studio Telecom Animation Films. Fruits Basket, The Final Season by Studio TMS Entertainment and B-Star. Studio Orange. Now, I can honestly say out of all these, I've seen all of these. Mm-hmm. Except for, oh, I lied. <laughs> I funny. just told a fib. <laughs> I thought I was, I started The Duke of Death and His Mate, so I didn't finish that one. And I didn't watch Comey because I told you I want to finish reading it first. But mm-hmm. I know of all these and I'm very familiar with that. I saw the rest. So out of all of these, I feel like it's no surprise. I agree with the winner, Hormia, hands down. 
that is one of my top five animes and for it to be best romance, I am a thousand percent here with it. I will say Beastars was a good romance, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, well, how I'm defining romance is. Like if you think about ones that are like, you know, sometimes I think the first genre that they use to describe it is like the main one. And I will say yeah. like, maybe it's one there. It has, you know, it definitely, it has like romance, but that's not mm-hmm. like the main yeah, for Beastars, that's not the main point of it because it had a lot of drama in there. It has action. It has a lot of things in there. And the romance part of it's kind of like the backstory to everything, but it's not the end all do all. But it's a good anime, just not for this category. Fruits Basket, I feel like the romance part is there. Uh, Don't Toy Me, Miss Nagatoro, I feel like it was Lice of Life one. It's romance in the sense that you toy with them. Mm, she more so... Just found it to be fun to be around him. Didn't know it was romance at first kind of aspect, I would say. They get embarrassed when something, when they decide to joke around and their joke becomes serious to them and then they get really embarrassed. That's what I kind of saw that. So I didn't see it as like a love romance aspect. I saw it more as a, I really just put in slice of life with a dash of romance. Now, Horamiya. It went from slice of life to growth within themselves to them being, it's not a spoiler, but they end up being together boyfriend and girlfriend and then they're not the only people that have a romance in Hormia. Right. how you see the cover how the covers have that's one that's like a love triangle everyone on this cover has a romance let's just go that way every single mm-hmm. person so i feel like it's chef's kiss it's really it's really good it's a sweet one it's not overbearing and it relates a lot to how life is with explaining emotions and thoughts that you probably would think, but you don't think other people think. And that's kind of why I feel like I got hooked at. And it shows how they changed over through their high school careers from being good boy to bad boy to all of in between. So yeah, I love it. What about you? What's you feeling? So let me remind myself from what I've actually seen. So I've seen a big part of a lot of these. I might have seen a little, little, little bit of Duke and of Death and His Maid. I didn't want to see it. I'll probably say, even though it's a rom-com, but to be honest, my favorite romance is a rom-com. It's Kaguya-sama, Love is War. I probably would choose. I really, but I, I think what it is, is I agree with Horamiya, but I think maybe I would choose Komi because I really like the way. Okay. I really like the way that her relationship is developing with, what's our boy? Tadano. And it's like really like, I think it's really genuine and wholesome. So what you read so far, it seems like everybody loves Comey for, you know, being the, the goddess of the class. But a lot of people don't really get to know her until a certain point, right? But mm-hmm. from the beginning, the way that he got close and got to know her better wasn't based on her looks it was like oh she needs help and i'll be her first friend if she wants to you know and and help her out like it was a lot more genuine it was based on who she is versus what she looked like and how what she looks like in the beauty right and obviously for a lot of people it was there are other characters too that it wasn't just like that they just wanted to help her out or they liked her and wanted to get to know her but there are like a lot of them where that's kind of the basis at first so yeah, that's what I really liked. But I also agree with Horamiya. I'm just saying from, For your I think maybe that might be what I chose, but Horamiya was also really good. So it's not like, oh, I hated that. So 
yeah, that's probably what I would choose. And I like Fruits Basket, but I don't think that the fa- final season was my favorite season. I don't know which one was my favorite season, honestly. But what I will say, though, is I definitely like, I, and I think I'm usually like this, where it's either like the main character isn't my favorite character or the outside of a few exceptions or the main couple isn't my favorite couple. Because I love Cor- Coro. I almost said their uh, couple's name. I love Kyo and uh, Toru, and they have a really cute relationship. But my couple, the one that I'm in the I'm in the uh, stands with the sign for. Well, there's two, but my first one, just because. Well, it's not just because it, I love both characters equally, and I really like how their relationship came together and how they were kind of like you know I talked about before like corrective emotional experiences they both were that Mm -hmm. for each other and so it's Yuki and Amachi and because Mm -hmm. Yuki was able to kind of start his healing a little bit before he also was able to help her and kind of help them to open up so that they could be who they are and they're so cute to me and I also love uh, Hattori and uh, I want to say their teacher's name is Mayu so the doctor, oh, yes. especially because on that show, and that's why I don't care what anybody says. Yes, you can be reformed, but if we were doing a list and we there were characters that were going to hell for what they were doing, I'm sorry, Akito, you got to. You you got just, it's just too much. It's just too much. And especially when you think about Hattori, where it's like, so slight spoilers real quick, Fruits Basket, you not only impacted his vision, but not only did he have to lose the person that he loved, he also was responsible for erasing their memory of him. Too much mm-hmm. trauma. It's just too mm-hmm. much. So, that's a, that's a the, whole episode on that. On yeah. them alone. On them. So finding him. And although, you know, some people say, I still think that if he, let's say that he started dating Mayu first, she still could have been mm-hmm. the one. It's just like he's, she kind of stood back when she saw that her friend had a crush. But I do really think that they're a really good fit in that episode they had with them where it was like, even though it was before it was official, it was like, okay, y'all about to be each other's love, you know, the love of your life. Because I think just even the way where he had been felt so numb where following that, that he didn't really see like him as someone who could be happy. And then she, yeah. she cried for him. Ugh. Don't let me talk about it because it's like, not the love of my life tease what is, period. But yeah. But I say all that to say that I use the main usually isn't my fave. I still love them, but it's usually the other ones that people be pushing to the sleeping side. On? Yeah, sleeping on. Yeah. For sure. yeah, it's all you, baby boo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so best drama, 86, the final season, Kageki Shoujo, Odd Taxi, To Your Eternity, Wonder Egg Priority. And the winner was Two Year Eternity. And just from what I've seen about it, I would say I haven't seen that's the thing. And you know, y'all can find me if you want, but I am realizing I have only seen Fruits Basket out here. <laughs> <laughs> just from what I I- it definitely has a drama, especially because the you know when you think about the trauma and a lot of the other things that are still going on and brainwashing all that stuff. But I just from what I've seen about To Your Eternity, I probably would put that on there. Just and that's another thing because it was one I wanted to see, but sometimes you know you got to be in the mood right. to see something that's you can't always just throw on something devastating. Wow. So I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. 
But yeah, that's all I have to say for yeah. that. So what about you? You know what's the wildest part about everything you just said is probably the what? exact same thing I was going to say. That's why I laughed so hard. Because out of all these, I've only seen Fruits Basket and, uh, well, no, I've seen Wonder and Priority, like the first couple of episodes. But the To Your Eternity one, I saw so many TikToks about how, you know, when they say, it's just an anime and it cannot be that sad. Yeah, I've actually never heard that, but it's real. Yeah. So that thing from TikTok, when they ever do that and they show the anime that's super sad, I probably saw this one come up as one of the most more frequent ones. So I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that. It's going to be a sad one. So to have it as the number one, I assume there's a lot of drama packed into that episode. So I was going to say, I can't fight them on what they're, they're saying. But aside from that, the only pro- other thing I could put up there would be Fruits Basket. But since it's only a one-man category, I will stick with their decision as well because I believe it has the drama and sadness. So I can't say much else. Yeah, but that's where I'm at. the next category. <laughs> sure. We're jumping into best action. And for best action, nominees are Wonder Egg Priority, Vivi, Fluorite, I Song, SSSSSSSSSS. How many S's I think got? I don't even think I heard of that one. SS Dinazenzon. These names that they come up with animes nowadays are starting to get to me. It used to be something simple. Not at all. Now it's the dumb and deed gen with the sword lies beneath him with his who knows what. It's like a long title of nothing. Right. But hang on. Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, Kamita no Yaiba, Train Arc, and Attack on Title, Attack on Titan, Final Season, Bart. One and the winner for best action is Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. And with this one, I was kind of torn. I kind of have a two part winner. I agree with Jujutsu okay. Kaisen, but I also believe that Demon Slayer is right there on par with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they're comparing it to um, the train, train arc. I'm thinking of Red District arc. Okay. Now that entertainment, I'm telling you, next year, I really don't know what's going to see them. I just, I'm not sure. I don't think, I'm not foreseeing anything (laughs) seeing them. But like you said, it's a different arc. It is. I do love the fight scenes from Demon Slayer, but I have to put Jujutsu Kaisen slightly above it because that one just had me hooked a little bit more by the throat. Had me in a good little chokehold there for Mm -hmm. a while. So Jujutsu Kaisen, I completely agree with Demon Slayer. I would say comes quick, quick second. And I did. I haven't seen Vivi all the way. I think I've seen like first two episodes. So I, I, I could. I don't know. And Attack on mm-hmm. Titans, good. But I feel like the final season had more of a plot story to it than a more than action. Yeah, than action. So I don't want to put that as being good either. So Jujutsu Kaisen, hands down. And then we already heard from the other category how the fight with Nobara and Itadori was top tier. So just picture that, and then like twenty other ones. Picture the one. Where Sukuna was fighting, baby. Hands down. Case oh, you talk about when uh when he took over? Uh yeah. He switch or he didn't let him switch yeah. back. Exactly. So Jujutsu Kaisen. That's I'll I'll rest my case. But what about you? What you what are you feeling up in the ranks today? I agree. I feel like you said again, now if we were talking about entertainment district. 
I'm gonna just have to Why say. Why are you calling it Red District? Uh, cause like red light. That's what I. So what's the official name? Cause I I'll, say it again. It's called entertainment, but that's kind of like I think like the the cleaner title like because you know bathhouses and stuff. So it is like you know yeah like sex work. So okay, red I don't light know is why. Like, it's the same thing because I mean technically it is entertainment. It's just adult <laughs> entertainment. You're right. I feel like I saw that title somewhere and I ran with it and I've been calling it the. I've been telling everybody, yeah, watch Demon Slayer, Red Light District. I'm like okay. <laughs> I mean, but. they gotta know because it's like, what else could it be? Exactly. So, sorry. Go ahead. Because, like you said, although there definitely were like big action moments, like in a more of the beginning of the Attack on Titan, toward the end, it was more plot mm-hmm. and describing things and showing background and all that other stuff. So, I agree. Yeah. Okay, love that. Okay, so mine is best fantasy. So it's Mashoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Ranking of Kings. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. The case study of Vanitas. Two Year Eternity. Wonder Egg Priority. And the winner was slime. And I will say for what I've seen, definitely I've seen Vanitas. I still, there's a couple episodes I haven't. So I do want to kind of rewatch it just all together. And I really like that. I already said why I didn't see Two Year Eternity. That also is a similar reason for Ranking of Kings. People also said that was really sad. And this again, got to be in the mood for that. I kind of go in and out on Jobless Reincarnation. It don't really have me in a chokehold like it got everybody else. I absolutely love slime. So, yeah, that's why I would choose slime. You would choose slime? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Out of all of them, I'm kind of in the same ones with... It would be between the case studies of Vanitas and then the time I got reincarnated as a slime, which I have not finished, but I've enjoyed what I have watched. But there's mm-hmm. something about the case studies of Vanitas that got me good so i will have to rank that one for being best the one you would choose yeah it it would have to be up there with the best fantasy one i i love the the plot story behind it i i personally i'm maybe a little biased here because i i have a thing when it comes to vampires and or animes kind of around that aspect for most of them they're pretty good not all of them but most Mm -hmm. So it kind of just fit, check the little check boxes for that. So as far as the fantasy part, loved it. I mean, I can't help the fact that I also love Noe. Like he was, he's one of the main characters. Aww, in there, but yeah. Love Noe. So I feel like that helped with my decision a lot too. But yeah, I choose cases of Vanitas. Right. Yeah. No, oh, I, 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 like I said, I definitely get it. But yeah, that's a good one. Like I said, even mm-hmm. though I would choose Slime, I really like Case Study too. I was going to say Slime would be my number two. Because what I have seen, I have liked. So let's see. I guess this will okay, be our so last category. Last oh, sorry. And it also will be the one that uh, what we had. The other thing we have planned, we'll just you know move to next week. Because like always, <laughs> I look at the time of how long. The time is timing. Well, we have our next week's episode already. Yay! But yeah, go ahead. So for the best comedy nominees are Odd Taxi, which at this point in time, I'm just going to watch it because it's popped up in every category. No, it has. It it has. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. I've seen most of that, so I'll finish that. Life Lessons with Uramichi Onisan. Have not seen that. Mm -hmm. Comey Can't Communicate. Heaven's Design Team. Never heard of that one. And Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Hey, well, the only two I can, co- well, three I can compare it to is Miss Kobayashi's Dragon, Komi, and Don't Toward Me. Oh, sorry, excuse me. The winner of this category is Komi Can't Communicate. 
the three out compared to our Don't Tour With Me, Comey Can't Communicate, and Miss Kobayashi. And for me, I, I did laugh with Don't Tour With Me and Miss Nagatoro, but there were some scenes I was also like, would this be a form of bullying? Um, oh, no, it really, it does kind of push too, too far, I think. Where it's like, I thought I was Sundere, it's like past like regular, where Sundere is more <laughs> like, okay, I think like there has to be more of a a reason. And that still doesn't mean that you, it's okay to like treat people wrong, but you know, it's not, it's like too, like you said, it, it low was, key is. It was maybe more, more yeah, high key. Okay. <laughs> it was like right there. So I was like, I, I liked it, but I definitely did not love. And I didn't think everything was super funny because a lot right. of the kind jokes of, that came, like from me. came from his turmoil and her toying with him and everything which was for her own pure entertainment. So for me, I'm going to just have to take that out. Comey Can't Communicate, as I said, I have not watched, but I have read. And I've seen a couple, I've seen more cutesy scenes. I don't know if I laughed as much, but I've seen a lot of cute scenes. Um, I did laugh with Miss Kobayashi's Dragon. So I'm going to have to put that one as number number one, just for this category. I haven't finished all of it, but what I did see, I laughed more than I did with, well, I guess the ones that I did see. So that's my pick of the, the categories. About yeah, you? so let me yeah. say what I would choose. Love Call Me Down. Now, if my show was in it, if uh, Kaguya was in it, although it's a mix, oh, yeah. I still, uh, I just love it so much. It's like the I romance. It, but you said hits, the Comey can't. Comedy hits. Yeah, I was going to say Comey was a mix too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I'm just saying I would choose my show if it was in it. Because gotcha. it's like oh, fair, even fair. higher. I've I haven't seen all of Life Lessons with Aramichi's only song, but I think you'll like it. I think it really shows kind of like a real life. Like, you know, when like adults have to be like on kids shows and they have to kind of like put on. Yes. <laughs> so then but like sometimes they'll ask, you know, kids in kids minds, they're innocent questions, but they kind of become existential questions for adults because it's like, well, I have a mom and dad in the family. Why don't you? And then so he'll, but he'll like actually respond to them with like the real answers. And then people will try to be like, oh, uh, let's give him a break. It will come back. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's not like a, like, well, you know, everybody has their own life. Like, you know, it's not like a sunshiny thing. It's yeah. like, this is life. Right. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I finish it, but I really like it. But what I probably would choose is I love Comey and it is a comedy, but just because I have never seen, I haven't seen it in any other category and I loved it. I think you'll like it. It's called, he- uh, I'm te- it's like, I'm telling you about it. I'm reading. You read this. Sorry. Heaven's Design Team. <laughs> yeah. Heaven's Design Team. And I think you'll like it. I know I said that, but I'm going to say it again because basically what it's like is, and it's kind of like a cool idea and a new idea. I like animes where it's something you haven't really seen before. Okay, so you know how, like, animals are created, like, zebras or otters or horses and every other thing that exists and has existed in the past. So, basically, there's, like, a team and, like, you see them come up with those things, except this before they're created. So, basically, what happens is, like, the main character is, like, the person who kind of helps out the team and kind of supervises them and then he, like, sends their designs to god and then he'll like approve oh. or deny them and if he approves them then the animals created so gotcha. it's kind of funny because, okay. oh. yeah and they'll like describe it and there's a really funny anime too but they'll describe it a super weird way or you'll see before the finished product they'll like try to 
create an animal but put too much parts on it or like the blood isn't able to go through every part so they have to do alterations so it's mm-hmm. funny to see like what it would look like if it looked like how they first designed it versus what actually works and then you you know how when animes have those little cut scenes where it'll, it'll be like a like a background and some text to read they also tell you a little bit more about like the animal as well so okay. after it's been approved but yeah it's really funny and it's cute so and you find out more about animals too so yeah I would choose that one because I really liked it. That's cute. I may have to give that a try. Give it a give it a try there. All right. Well, that yeah, concludes well, the main segment of this week. So we're going to jump into Husbando of the Week. I guess I can start this one and you can do the next one. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I was trying. It's like, that's the thing where it's like, I know that I have more, but I'm starting to have to think harder. Nah. There's so many, but it's. Like then when you're reminded, it's like, duh, I got 55 more. But I said, you know what? Right. Let's just stick to a theme. So last week I did JJK. This week I'm going to do JJK. So I chose. Who you chose? I chose Nanami Kento Ah! from from JJK. Um, (laughs) And if you don't know who he is. You know, do your research, do your Googles, because he's an icon. What is going um, on here? Wait, why'd you say that? Because I also chose Nanami. Ah, that's so, oh my gosh, that is so cute. That's why I was over here, like, when you said that, I was like, no way. No, I'm, that's actually super cute. When we're talking about the episode, because we literally we're don't on... talk about it, it's <laughs> We don't talk about we don't talk about anything we've chosen until we get to recording. So the fact that we have the same one, I'm over here like when you said it, I was like, all right, I don't know what's going on with this week's episode of us recording, but we've been on like a a, a twinning wavelength, and I'm like, yeah. The funny thing was, <laughs> no, go ahead, I'll tell why. No, I was like, that's oh, what I said, time. but go ahead, um, and I'll talk after. Yeah, but I kind of like you know his philosophy of life. I can relate to. Um, so one part is just kind of like, yeah, where it's just like, it. yeah, I just think like, you know, the kind of existential, like realistic way that he sees life where, you know, some people might see it as negative, but honestly, it's just real where it's just like, everything sucks. So <laughs> everything, everything sucking, I'd rather choose the thing that sucks a little less. Like, you know how he started off as a sorcerer, then he was kind of like, oh, this sucks. And there were some aspects of it that he didn't like. So he's like, okay, let me try a nine to five. He said, woo, this really sucks. So (laughs) he was like, what sucks less? This quote that I pulled up, because when he said it, I was like, okay, you're, you're not, they are not, they are not ready for this, especially like all the uh, hustle culture folks. Like he said, he said the accumulation of little despairs, that's what makes people adults. Like, Woo! When your dreams die? Jeez. Well, not even just that, but like you, right? Doesn't that hit? The accumulation of little despairs. Those first words are the ones. Right. And then close it off. And then close it off afterwards. But I was like, ooh, the accumulation. Ouch. <sighs> when life gets real, what do you do? Sit here and ponder. And that's the thing. Right. And that's the thing, you know, when you're young, you don't know about those things. So it's, it can be, you know, feel easier or lighter, but it's like when, when you really become aware of those things and a lot of those things, we don't even have control over. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, it sucks that it's this way. It really do- can kind of be soul draining. So then now, with like the systems that we have, we have to try to figure out what makes it worth it for us. Because the a lot of it sucks and a lot of it is th- are things we don't have control over. But, it's um, so crazy, but it's so true. Right. That's why when he said it, I had to screenshot it. And I also was like, I need to lay down. <laughs> Yeah, I need to just sit it up because it's like nowadays, just speaking in real life, you have to, I feel like, and it's, this is one thing I highly applaud Gen Z for is the fact of choosing to a certain extent, I will say, because some of them take Mm -hmm. it too far, but choosing yourself, putting yourself first above anything else. Because I would say for me and my, our generation, tell me if you think I'm wrong, but it was more so you have to, like, you'll be happy, dot, 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 eventually, but you have to get X, Y, Z done first. It was kind of like your happiness right. is going to be there, but you have to set yourself up for success. You have to make sure you have all your ducks in a row. You have to make sure that mm-hmm. you follow through and finish all your plans before you choose your happiness. So if that means you have to go to work and work three 12-hour shifts just to get that minimum 10-cent raise paycheck that you're going to get for working at a fucking Old Navy or something like that, then that's what you got to do in order to right. survive. And then your happiness will come when you get that one day off and a weekend. But, oh, scratch that because we're going to call you in to work overtime because we're short staffed. But your happiness will come next week. That's kind of how life is set up nowadays. Uh, right. Because like you said. No, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, no. You're on the roll. Oh, no. <laughs> I look. That was my <laughs> roll right there. It's, it's kind of like when you have a good thought and then it's like, ah, energy regeneration. I'm recuperating now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like you said, where it's just like, you know, if you go and, you know, that's the thing. Got my BS, which is kind of funny that that's what the uh, abbreviation is. And uh, psychology and my minors in, I know, right? I'm through education. <laughs> my minors, right. My minors in sociology. So, and then just like with a lot of like where I lean as a therapist when I learned like in master's, uh, in my master's program, I'm always going to talk about systems because that's why things are like this. Like with capitalism, where it's just like, oh, we know who. The white man. Right. Men. <laughs> the, the white men. Yeah. But like you said, um, but also that's the thing too, where it's different, it's different rules for them though. But along going back to capitalism, cause again, we already, you know, we did our soapboxes, so I'm not going to make it long, <laughs> but it's just like, just going off what you said, the idea that if you work this hard and then get a side hustle and then get an LLC and all you do is work and you work from your nine to five, but then you work from five to nine on your own stuff Bye. that this, <laughs> right. I'm sorry. That's the thing. When people say that, it's just like, I understand to agree to like create, you know, working harder to create, you know, if you want to work for yourself in that, but also I think identifying the, that there's an issue that that's even what you have to do. Yes. Like that's yes. not, that's not okay that you have to do that to be able to get to a point where you can, uh, work on your own and support yourself. But so for me, I just don't have that constitution from the, I, I don't remember how long ago it was, but you know, when we're growing up, people always say like, what's your dream job? What's your dream job? And I feel like mm-hmm. this fits not me perfectly. And that's why right in, like on a lot of aspects, we literally would be, you know, people say twin flames or soulmates, whatever, there because 
I remember, you know, growing up, we would say that, but there was a certain point where it was just like, like with what I do, for example, being like a therapist, it's not like, yes, at a certain point, like in high school, I was like, yeah, I think that's what I would do, but want to do. And I was passionate about it. But what I try to think about is look, okay. So I hate working. I don't think that should work to live. I don't think that it should be our whole life. But unfortunately right now, that's how a lot of things work. But as I get up in the career, I can have more space in deciding like how often I work you know, while still having a fee that can support myself, but also still having like free time where it's not like your average nine to five. Um, and I thought about what's something that even though I don't want to work, I could be okay doing versus something that I'm absolutely miserable doing. And I just have to do to live. Um, right. And then I saw, I forgot how long ago it was. Maybe it was, it was probably like maybe in college, but Someone was talking about how, like, you know, when people always ask what your dream job is, and they're like, I don't dream of labor. I was like, can we say it again? Can we talk about it again? Like, that's not what I dream. I dream of ease, of peace. Like, I just want to be, you know? And I kind of feel like that's definitely Nanami's vibe, but it's like, because I can't, I'd rather choose this, you know, versus, like, that office culture. And I think especially like when you think about like Japan, I think it's even, it's even stricter than it is like here. Um, and like with the hours and all that. Yeah. He was like, I'd rather do something that I know. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, that's why I see, you know, things relate to life in animes. If people haven't understood that yet, it really does. But if you look at most of the animes, Mm -hmm. people work the nine to five jobs and their office, people and then they go after afterwards and like hey you want to go get a drink afterwards and pretty much every anime you see them going to get a drink after that's because they're stressed and the only legal drug they can turn to and not get in trouble for is alcohol it's a real thing like it's lined up that way you get off work you go drink you go home you do it all again it's a systematic thing and it's so put in place for us to just be okay with how things are because no one feels like they can change it but if enough people start talking about it and start trying to actively change it then we can but I just want to let people know that when you see that in animes, it's not just like cute little, oh, let's have a drink and have fun. It's like, no, those bitches are stressed right now. And they went to an afterward drink and they probably do it every other day. Goddamn every day. Because it's like, wow, my life is just a ticking time bomb right here. Just eat, sleep, work, repeat. Right. Hello? Exactly like oh. you said. Where it's just just to try to, no, I 100%, uh, 100% agree where it's just trying to be in a place where you can still almost push yourself to do that. Yeah. I was going to say, you were the one who taught me about that quote, um, I do not dream of labor. And I remember it was because we were, I don't know what we were talking about. And then you said that. And I was like, why does that make so much sense? Yet I've never thought of something so simple. Like it's the simplest thing, but it makes so much sense. Right. Like, you know, like we dream about going, traveling places and having experiences. And like you got to do, now you have to take me so I can get ice cream in Paris that are different flavors that looks like a rose and has a macaron <laughs> on top. I need that. Oh my gosh, um, girl, so, let's go. So it's just like you said, you know, those type of things where it's just like, that's what you dream of. You dream of ease. You dream of memories that, you know, are life changing or changing, or you really can feel peace. You know, you dream of peace, those type of things. It's not yes. like, Oh, I love to work so much. And I, I, I smile every time I have work. And this is funny because my mom, when I said this, I guess because, you know, especially you talk about our generation, but it's even worse for them where, you know, I think they had even less of a choice. But um, my, I was like, oh, I don't feel like working today. And my mom was like, oh, no, I was like, oh, I don't feel like working. And she was like, today, I was like, oh, no, never. 
Like, and then she thought that was so funny because she thought I was just talking about the day because it's just like the way that we have to work here, even compared to other countries, is so like soul draining. Like, you know, where it's just like in other countries, I feel like, yes, it's enough work to support yourself and be comfortable, but there also is a philosophy and jobs follow this that this isn't your life. Yes. Oh, they follow that too. Right. You know, so that's why it's just like, look, if I'm ever in another country, that's why. Well, that's more. No, 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 no. That's not the only reason. I'm not one of those Americas the best. There are several reasons, but that's not what this is about. The point is, yeah. it's about our man. Not me. And how we also share, like I said, philosophies before that. He's fine. Another thing, he hates having to work overtime. And for me, I don't, what I do is usually not overtime. Oh, like, you know how he was like, okay, I'll spend these last little 10 minutes playing with you and packing you up. But if it's over this amount of time, we're going into overtime. Because one thing I don't do is work past when I have to. When that clock ticks to that time, I'm out. Game over. And he really, look, and I really felt seen. Because one thing I hate the most about my job is, probably probably the main thing I do hate is paperwork. And maybe, I was just like, maybe that's a cancer. <laughs> this this is crazy. But my mom is the same way when it comes to paperwork. She will let her mail build up. She'll let all this stuff. And she hates when I tell you, Tiana, just like you hate it. She hates doing paperwork with a T. And y'all are both cancers. And I'm just like, something else you have in common. I don't know. But because my other, I have a really uh, close friend that's like a sister. You know, Mon. Um, yeah. And she's Shout a out therapist. To and she's also. And she's also she's also a cancer, um, and she also absolutely hates paperwork with everything inside of her, like I do. And it's just like the only reason I do it is because you have we have to do it based on you know there's a time frame you have to do it in. But yeah. I hate every minute. I hate even when I got one note due, and it's just like I don't know. Have you ever <laughs> seen that this meme where this like someone was like me after I send one email and it's like this lady from like Real Housewives and she like fell on the couch and she put like basically put like her hand on her forehead and she was like I am drained I'm done no I haven't What's seen me? that but I I can only imagine what it looks like <laughs> like I said so Nanami's fine I think you know he has a good heart just by seeing like you know how he like helps like UG even though it's kind of like it's funny because you know when he gave him the nickname he was like uh whoa hold on my name's not to me then I think like Gojo he just quit that's another thing he has a high tolerance for ridiculousness because he has to deal with Gojo yeah he um, does oh he has down does <laughs> he was like he's like I respect you for how good you are but I kind of hate you because you're the worst you know, Nanami reminds me of, oh my gosh, we just talked about him from Fruits Basket that has the seahorse, has one eye, um, Hattori. Hello. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. Sorry. I can, it's like a big pause in between. <laughs> it's like Hattori yeah, we and, um, uh, what's his name? The dog. Uh, uh, um, Shigure. Hattori and Shigure oh. remind me of Nanami uh. and um, um, Gojo, in a way. <laughs> I think if we want to make it even more specific, Hattori and Aya. Ah, uh, no, there we go. Hattori and Aya. Yes, yes. It's literally yes. like looking, like, you know, that Spider Man, Spider Man meme where they're like pointing at each other and they got the same outfit on. Yes, there they are. The it's oh literally that. Yes, 
That's how they are. And I think Nanami, like, you know, he low he does like care for Gojo. He would never tell him that though. But um okay. it's like Hatsuri does love Aya, but it's like he just gotta let him, you know, he gonna do what he wants to anyway. And he just gotta let it go and just pretend he's not, you know, almost like disassociate where it's like, my body's here, but my mind isn't. <laughs> just let it go. Just be like, you know what? At the SpongeBob meme, I'm gonna head out. Right. And I also feel like, you know, all the things that are important for husbandos, Nanami has. Like, you know, especially, you know, if he wasn't doing what he would do he was doing, you would have a peaceful life. Uh, I love a stoic man that's just chill to the point. Right, but it's like it's more than that. It's not like it's like stoic but still like has feelings. It's not like they shut off their like feelings. No. That's like the perfect like the chef's kiss. I feel like the settle, he's the the settle type, which is which is cute. You know, like to the point, it's not like in your face, like here, here's a bunch of flowers, but the flowers may be sitting on the table when you get home and he won't say anything. And then you're like, babe, oh No, it is. I definitely, I would say no, that's exactly. Um, um, uh, but it is subtle, yeah. like you said, where, oh, or like, you know, the thing where it's like, I mean, obviously it's not like he would like dish you in public or anything, but you know, he might not be like, publicly affectionate but it's like you know when you're home like you know he would just like lay on you yeah and just yeah. like you know or you know he would have a book in one hand and he would have his arm around you in the other hand Ugh. i want the best of both worlds i just want to find out that's what i'm saying and it also feels like look you know someone that meticulous they're gonna be meticulous in other ways if you catch my drift and that's all i gotta say i didn't catch your drift what okay so i said <laughs> yes you did <laughs> You were really going to go into it. But that was like, she plays. You <laughs> was like, so oh, just, wait. Right. <laughs> wait so a just, minute. Like we always say, uh, I just would like to find out. Baby, someone make a 2D man, a 3D man, and you can have my wallet, my paycheck. I will. Yeah, I'm yours. When you, when I mean, it's just them. like, how can they not be? Yes. Jeez. But hmm. I, I guess I can't even add much to that. We've said Tiano kind of laid out the great foundation. Huh? I still want to hear a little bit of like, you know, what you would say, though, even though, you know, I touched on a lot of it. A lot of it? You touched on all of it. Well, I mean, no, I didn't know there are other... but... <laughs> oh, I said like all the things that make him your husband, though. I chose him because I was like, I like the aloofness that he has. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a basic, a basic woman. Oh, wow. But no, I really did. I liked how he was aloof with many things. But when it came down, mm-hmm. to, came down to business, he was like, all right, we Period. got 20 minutes. Let's get it. Let's go. And then after that, he's just, he's just like, he's with the vibe to just chill and kind of go along with it. Like if I was picturing him in real life right now, he would just be the one to go along for the ride. Not really be combative with me on too many levels in the aspect of mm-hmm. wanting to do the opposite, which is good and bad in certain aspects because I want someone to challenge me, but also I don't want to mm-hmm. be arguing with your ass every day. If I want to go to Lennox and drop a hundred grand right now, that's what we're going to do. And I don't need you to sit here and tell me that I can't. I just want you to ride along with me, drop me off and give me your card. That's kind of how I'm Black card, please. Black card, please, because, baby, you have it. It ain't nothing for you, but I feel like... Make his pockets hurt, okay? Shake stop! Shake stop! 
Lord knows. But yeah, no, that's all. Like, Nanami is more of a, a one of my chiller, more subtle mm-hmm. um, ones that I would introduce to mom and dad. You could. He could be introduced. No, you could. You know, and like I, I said, you know, are like on different levels. Like, yes. that's like a a love of your life, husband, though. Like I said, like, you know, how Gojo is like a, you know. Playboy. Your playboy slash, like, you know, like your boyfriend when you see him. That's my early 20s when you, type of love. And then love will still be a strong word because it'll be like you by yourself. <laughs> he would care about you. That's my, uh, that's my early 20s romance. And that's what we'll call it. My situationship. Right. Perfect. He would literally situationship. It will probably be one of the best situationships you ever had, but still a situationship nonetheless. Exactly. So, but yeah, it was. That's cute. We'll see if it happens again in the near future. Who knows? We may get more animes I watch. The more that she puts me in my my uh, regiment boot camp, the more people I'll be introduced to. The more people we might fall in love with. Period. So then with that, our last segment, um, who do you want to defend or fight? So um, who are you choosing this week? This week, you guys, I've had a change of heart. I've had a week to reflect. and mm, Okay. Um, you know, I've been fighting a lot lately. I've gotten pretty strong. Mm-hmm. But I think this yeah. week I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna defend. I feel like there are some okay, people that I need to stand up for. Yeah. But who I'm defending, um, you guys know I'm on a bleach streak. So my character mm-hmm. does come from Bleach. He's from Squad Four, infamous Squad Four. I am defending Hanatoro. Baby Yamada. Oh, baby. The baby. How can you not love him? I feel like I've loved him since I saw him. And I hate Squad Eleven for what they did. Trying to be like, you're gonna compare. Sorry, it, it really got me when um um uh, Yamada ran into Ichigo and the other guy, and um, they were with Squad Eleven. And they was like, "Aren't you with them?" And they looked at him as if he had ten heads. And they was like, "You think this pip squeak?" Oh, when they were holding him hostage for fake, fake hostage. And they was like, "You think we're gonna save mm-hmm. him? He's not part of Squad Eleven. Does he look like one of us? Are you insulting us and this and that?" And I was like, "Y'all are foul. I don't like y'all, and y'all not gonna do my man like that because God forbid that you get over here struck in the heart or something, and you need to have a CP not CPR, but first aid and amenity kits. Who's gonna come and save your ass? Squad Four would because you said some ugly stuff like that. I'm gonna let you bleed for a little bit, just until the edge of life. You, you know what I'm? It's a- <laughs> there we go. It's above me. I can't handle this. I'm gonna let you see that light, and it's gonna almost pull you in, and then I'm gonna bring you back. Then I might let you drift off just another time." Just to teach you that I have your life in my hands. And then I'll bring you back for real. But fair enough to say, um, he is such a kind, sweet soul. And I really love that even though he's not, you know, a fighter in the aspect of physical Mm -hmm. strength, he fights with whatever that it is that he has. Like, whatever abilities he has as a, I'll just call him like a a squad for nurse. But as a squad for nurse, he's going to use them as as well as when it comes to him being intellectually astound to what's going on in the soul society and being able to help in it's like a it's like a puzzle where Ichigo mm-hmm. and the rest of the team lacks he picks up for and people may not see him as being mm-hmm. one of the best supporting characters because he is what, what's her name? Orohime. He's kind of like a Orohime mm-hmm. but soul society version of it. Mm-hmm. On that level. And he also had the best conversation. So being squad four, they don't get the best uh uh 
well, as you saw from what I said about Squad 11, but they're not looked upon mm-hmm. as like the best squad to be with. So he's not mm-hmm. like highly ranked in there, but they saw his worth and what he was capable of doing, even if it was small. What is that guy's name? I can picture him. He's the one that fought with, uh, he doesn't, I'm sorry. He fought with who? He was with Ichigo when he they held um, Yamada hostage. Um, he's not. What does he look like? He's bulkier. They kept calling him ugly. That's literally what everyone kept saying. And he had a bandana on his head. He's wearing green. He fought against Ganjo. Um, Ganjo. Thank Ganju. you. It's either Ganjo or Jew. It might be Ganju. Jew. Ganju. I think you're right. Jew. Sorry. I could not. I'm picturing him, but I could not remember his name. But Ganju mm-hmm. basically gave him a little pep talk when um, Yamato was about to go out there after trying to save Rukia to fight off her, mm-hmm. bother, her brother, um, Byakuya, or yeah. And he basically was like, Ugh. like kind of was like, oh, what is he doing? Like, and I have to go save him kind of thing, but not like a, you stupid little twerp. It was kind of like, well, I'm not letting you go out there alone. Like we've come this far together, even if it is short lived. And he threw him back in there to be with um, Rukia kind of thing. But overall, sorry. It's just the fact that you can't not love Yamada, even if he's not strong in the aspects that everyone cares for. And that's why I feel like I'm defending him because everyone feels like you have to have mm-hmm. physical strength and right. men- mental and ad- agility, mental agility. Who I cannot speak today and being a well-rounded character in the aspects of where brute is and everything. If you got the brute and you don't have the brains, what good are you? All you are is a big muscle, muscle fighting person. When you have no strength, but you can be agile with what you can do to get out of certain situations, I feel like that's a better strength if you had to choose between the two. But that's why I'm defending him because I feel like people sleep on him when he's a really, really good supporting character. No, I definitely completely agree. And I also think that, and that's the other thing too, honestly, with Squad 11, if you aren't, if you aren't Kenny, Yachiru, Ikaku, or uh, Yumichika, do you even matter? Let's just be honest. Outside of them, I'm not hearing it. And they wouldn't say that. So, uh, yeah, uh, I totally agree. And I also think, you know, it's fair to say that he's even braver than a lot of the people who, like, you know, sigh-eye him because even with knowing that he has, you know, physically fighting isn't his strong suit, he still Mm -hmm. is, like, well, you know, will help in dangerous situations, even Mm -hmm. if, you know, that means that he could get hurt. Exactly. Gold-hearted. Yay. <laughs> well, so this one, I'm going to say, I, I kind of struggle coming up with some this week, so maybe I need to start earlier next week. Ooh. So just a quick little one. It's going to be a quick defend because, like I said, you know, we trying to get touts to here. Um, so with fairy tale, right, I'm not even going to – maybe one day I'll go more into it, right? And, of course, you mm-hmm. know, everyone can – this isn't about, like, you have to like what I like. Not at all. It's fine if you don't like it. My thing is, I think that we can be more critical in why we don't like something. Just saying, oh, it's trash or mid or something like that. Okay, you're just saying what you, like you kind of like what you said uh, last week, I think, where you said a lot of times people don't actually make opinions for themselves. They kind of do the hive mind thing. Right. If you really couldn't connect with it or it really wasn't like hidden for you, that's one thing. But when it's like the hive mind thing, it's like, okay, like, hey, guess what? You know, when we have the ability to, like, you know, with, like, our minds, like, you know, when we don't have, like, you know, things that impact us being able to make our own decisions, then, um, hey, use it. You might be surprised how it 
how um helpful it is when you use your mind to make decisions for yourself you know i'm i'm i don't know i'm just suggesting i'm just saying you know? but it's just really annoying when it's just like you know especially when it's like something that a lot of people have a negative opinion on then it's easier to jump on versus saying like okay maybe it wasn't my thing it's different to say like oh it's trash this person's weak versus like i didn't like it that's fine but the first thing is lazy Mm. and especially because i won't say the name because you know i'm not really trying to shake the table like that but um of course, there's a couple arcs that might not be my favorite of the fairy tale. And when I rewatch it, I usually rewatch the same ones because those always hit for me. But excuse me, with some of the newer, some of the not saying these are newer animes, but saying some of the newer things I'm watching, a lot of the ones where people really go up for it, it's their fave. They say it's the you know greatest of all time, all that great stuff. There's a lot of similar similarities in how some of that functions. Um, like there's a lot of similarities i'm seeing with fairy tales so it's just like you might not want to hear this but there definitely are some similar formulas so it's kind of like interesting that you dislike one but like the other would fight right would fight about the other so that's all i really want to say it's just like you know sometimes we got to be real with ourselves and be like hmm you know and that's another thing i respect i respect if even if it's something super ugly what i'm always going to respect more is if you're honest so i'll just give a, a quick example and that reminds me we still have to have our lore olympus episode but for example there's some characters on lore olympus that no matter what happens i'm not gonna like them like they could have a 180 change they could become like the sunshine of the lore olympus world giving to everyone and being an ally and supportive and all that stuff but just based I think for me, once you, and this isn't just for that, that, uh, Laura Olympus, but really any type of, I think even if it's like real life shows or like at like, you know, shows that aren't like animated versus if it's anime, if it's, huh? Oh, I said, yeah, yeah. Once you go past a certain point, even if you have like, you know, a character, character development arc, the most you're going to get from me is like, oh, that's great for you. But like, you know, when we're talking about abuse, especially like long-term abuse, when you get when you know you can always tell too when the characters get in like their um character development arc um for me it's gonna be up and stuck so i think that and that and the reason i'm bringing this up is it reminds me the same way that people aren't like honest about saying like oh well i just like i like it in this show but not that show that would be honest but that reminds me about with like laura olympus with some of the like worst characters even the ones they're getting even before that, way before they got character development, they would lie about how bad this, how bad and actually abusive this person had been just because they love them. When what I would respect more is just like, Hey, I know what they did, but I really love the way they look. So that's all that keeps, that's all that it takes for me. I mean, clearly it would have to be, you know, that's honest versus you lying and trying to make it seem like they're not as bad. They haven't been as abusive or harmful to, um, the people they've been involved with, and then even lying further and saying that the person that they harmed was worse. See, now we're lying. Why do we have to do that? Just say like, I don't like it because you know I'm kind of like partial to this going person. along with what, I, like you said, going along with uh what other people say. But again, again, you know, people don't like to be honest. So I doubt that a day will ever come, and maybe some people will, you know, because there's a thing such as growth. But like you said, and like for me, it's just like let's just. <laughs> Let's figure out what we think for ourselves before just saying anything because it's popular. That's all I'm saying because, you know, your faves have some some big things in common with the ones that 
you talk shit about all the time, you know? So sometimes you just got to be like, what's it called? I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I ever showed you this, uh, this Twitter, this tweet. Let me pause it real fast so I can read it. So the tweet says, wish I lacked critical thinking skills. Y'all seem so happy. And to be honest, y'all really do. (laughs) So I'm just never going to be that happy then. And I'm okay with that because at least it's real. So that's what I'm saying. So it's a mix of that versus just being real. Just say like, I don't really care how it sounds, but I like them no matter what they do. Now that for just for me, right. And then just for me, I think, especially when we're talking about abusive characters, it's just like for me, you know, people can say what they want that says something especially when you're you're trying to downplay the abuse that they did yeah that says something i think that says something about how you see survivors but you know that's not what this is about it's just about let's be let's think for ourselves and the reason like i said right and like my thing you don't have to like i mean this isn't even this doesn't even just uh apply to fairy tale i'm just using fairy tale because that's like one that's like popularly like hated yeah and it's okay if you don't like it, but it's like make your actually make a decision for yourself why versus what's easy to say because you saw everyone else say it on Twitter, you know? I will say, and to add to that for me, as one of the things is everyone's like, I hate Sakura. I don't like her. Like, no one's giving me a real reason why they don't like Sakura still to this day. So if you don't like her, just let me know. I'm not going to be offended. I'll shut you down. But I mean, it is what it is. But the fact is, they're like, funny. I don't like no. Sakura. And I'm over here like, I'm not going to jump. Like, I like Sakura. I'm not going to say I don't like her just because y'all don't like her. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, like, she's one of the main right. ones that people don't like. So it's like, make a decision just because you're yeah. going against the grain on a on a ethical level. Let's be clear, because there are some people that if you, eth- there are just some characters that are unethical in the mm-hmm. aspect of if you're standing with them, I'm questioning you. Like, I probably wouldn't want to meet you as a person because your beliefs right. in certain things really might be twisted. And that's dealing with characters mm-hmm. that, um, you know, anything that's a trigger warning in the aspect of sexual assault to any of any of those hardcore aspects that are just honestly mm-hmm. triggering in life and that you find to be okay in an anime, you find that okay in life. And that's that's where a line is drawn. But the characters that are just unlike because their fighting style or um, they're hated, you know, any anything that's more mellow, even if the characters that are quote-unquote killers, but they are, they're killing because XYZ, they have a reason to do it in the anime and you justify it from mm-hmm. that, that's understandable versus... I don't know. They're the trigger. They're the ones that are trigger warnings that you, I just can't get with. Those are the ones that get me. Yes. Because it's yes. like you can't, to me, you can't separate that. Yeah. There's no, yeah. You know, it's not like a fake thing. I mean, it still, I think, would be messed up if, let's say that, you know, there was no his, abuse didn't happen in the real world and it just happened in the show. I still would side eye, yeah. but it's different because it is a real thing. A completely real thing. So, so if, how how do you how is it different? Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like you said, it can't be different in the show, but in real life, you support. Okay, so yeah. I don't believe these people, and I'm saying that I'm downplaying them and saying that their abuse is invalid. I'm making excuses. I'm trying. I'm pre- literally invalidating them and pretending that the person that I love isn't abusive. To me, I don't see how how would you not do that in real life? There we go. Like why why would it be different? Like you said, it's just like it. It also, it, I think it also, like you said, certain things speak to who you are as a person. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I guess to sum it up, make your own decisions. 
you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like be your own person. It's not saying that you have to like certain ones that people hate or you have to hate certain ones that people like, but actually make the decision for yourself versus just saying anything because it's like on trend. Yeah. Oh, good word. On trend. But yeah, so with that, that's it for today. Well, do you have anything? I no, no, to say I agree. No, I said um, what I said in comparison to what you had to say. So no, I agreed and gave my two cents. Oh wait, are you but yeah, about- so basically <laughs> nothing, nothing. Well, that in uh for the episode because we're done with all the stuff we oh, did. No, no, no. I had to think. Sorry, I had to think again. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, just like always. Thank you for supporting and everything. Just continue to you know listen uh share download repost like all those things they help out you know as we're trying to reach more people as well um and uh any questions comments uh suggestions for topics any uh any of that uh send to ask those anime girls with a z at gmail.com and uh yeah well we'll yeah you can our twitter and uh instagram too those anime girls with the Z and uh go ahead to say I know you're about to say something. No, I was gonna say AWA. I'm back at it again. Back at it again mm-hmm. with the white fans. But AWA, end of October. We're gonna be there. Your girl officially got the top off today, actually. So we're gonna be there. Make sure if you were contemplating, just go ahead and buy that ticket. Um, send this request, as she said, ask those anime girls at gmail.com. Girls with a Z at gmail.com. And yeah, I'm super excited. And we're jumping in. By the time you get um, I guess I'm I'm weird when it comes to this, but by the time we drop our next week's episode, y'all, it will be fall. The first day of fall again is September 27th. Yeah. So we will officially be in fall. So we've done our summer. We're jumping into fall, and I'm so excited about it. It's my favorite time of the year. So that's pretty much it. But yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. But yeah, I completely agree. And uh yeah, there's nothing else I got. Uh you said we I think we covered it and uh we're gonna catch y'all next week. Catch you on the flip side. Peace out, down south. Get it from the Never mind. What I was about to say was <laughs> what the lyrics that came to my mind were not PG. And on that note, we gonna see y'all then. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>